resistance to your dreams can show up in several different ways. And one of the ways that it shows up for me is around time and energy, where if I have a big goal, like a deadline, like I just created the Ignite Academy and I had a lot of resistance around writing the content and doing the sales copy and creating the videos. And what, what happens is I start saying yes to all the little things. And they feel good in the moment. Like I want to say yes to these things, but what ends up happening is because I'm saying yes to so many things, my calendar gets really full and my energy gets really, really low. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Boldly Courageous Podcast. As always, I am so incredibly grateful that you are here with me on this journey and that we get to co-create all of the magic and juicy transformation together. So I just got done recording a podcast episode with my girl, Jen Kennedy. If you haven't heard it yet, oh my God, guys, it's so good. And in the context of that podcast, I had a massive breakthrough around my own money mindset that I knew I needed to get on and share with you and create the solo episode because I know if I'm having the breakthrough, you most likely will have the breakthrough as well. So let me give you a little bit of context and a little bit of backstory. So I'm in a place right now where I'm financially rebuilding. I went from generating multiple six figures a year through network marketing. I did network marketing for seven years and built a team of over 5,000, generated well over a million dollars in income in the time that I was in the business. And in 2019, my company completely restructured their business model. And they changed the way that they paid their distributors, which meant they were going from a multi-level compensation plan to a single level compensation plan, which meant that everything that I had done over the past seven years to build teams and recruit and lead and teach duplication, which is what network marketing is all about, was gone. And I lost pretty much all of my income within the time span of about 60 days. So what that meant for me was that I had to start thinking about wealth generation in a whole new way and actually rebuilding from the ground up. Now, I'm not a stranger to this. This happened to me in 2012. I got laid off from my job in the financial service industry and pivoted into network marketing. Now, I learned very quickly from that experience that it's super important that you start building multiple income streams. And at the time that my network marketing company restructured, I had co-founded a company called Ladies Aligned with my best friend, Sandy Vo, and that was generating income. And I had started to do some private coaching in my own personal business. So I had three income streams, but the network marketing one, I was solely dependent on. So when that went away, it was scary. Like I 
literally ended up in debt again. Like I was struggling financially. I had to rebuild and businesses take time to rebuild. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a coaching business, a brick and mortar business, even the process of finding a job takes time, right? So the end of 2019 and the whole theme of 2020 for me has been about rebuilding. It's been about leaning into my gifts, about really going for the big dream and not playing small. And sometimes the universe needs to redirect you and take away the safety net that you have in order for you to fully step in and to really realize your power. And that's really what 2020 has looked like for me. And I'm happy to say that I've crossed the six-figure income mark in my business, which is a huge accomplishment for me personally. And I'm celebrating it. I'm so grateful for all the lessons because in the beginning of this year, I it didn't look that way. I could feel myself falling into a trap of scarcity. I could feel myself operating from a place of fear. I was wondering and questioning the path that I had chosen and if I should go back to the corporate world because it would be so much easier and it would be so much more secure. But my soul knew that that would be taking the easy way out. So I am in a place right now where I'm reevaluating so much about my life and revenue and wealth generation, like true wealth generation. And and this idea of growing net worth has been coming up a lot for me because, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to be transparent. Like it doesn't matter that I earned six figures in my business already. Like that's really not what matters. What matters is what does my net worth look like? So I'm going to explain this to you guys because it's so important that you understand this so that you don't operate from a place of judgment or comparison or scarcity or self-doubt when you start your network marketing company and you see that somebody hit this huge rank or they're making 20 or $30,000 a month, or you see someone launching an online program and they said, oh, I hit six figures in this launch. Like What you're not seeing is how much it costs for them to make that much money. So just because I hit six figures in my business doesn't mean that I have six figures available to me, right? There are operating costs to running a business. And I think it's really important that um, we start having the conversation around generating real wealth and generating real net worth. And this is something that I've known about, but didn't really anchor in until recently. So 2020 has been a year of laying foundations. When I think about the future version of me, she's a multimillionaire. She generates well over $300,000 a month in revenue in her business. She's living into her purpose. She's creating massive impact. And she's a smart, financially savvy woman. And she makes really sound financial decisions. So that when you think about like the future version of who you are and who you want to grow into and how you co-create with your money who is that person? How does she think? How does she act? What kind of decisions does she make? And if you're, whatever that goal is for you, whatever that picture perfect life is, if that were to happen right now, would you self-sabotage it? Would you have the resources available to actually sustain it? When I started to ask myself these questions, the answer was no, I don't have the tools and systems in place. Like I don't have the financial acumen. I don't have a team in place. I don't have the right bank account set up and I don't have the right mindset. So it's been a journey for me to really lean into what do I know? What do I don't know? Who can I hire? How can I outsource? How can I be more supported as I grow into that version of who I really am meant to be? So this idea of net worth keeps coming forward. So let me just quickly explain what is net worth and why does this even matter? And I'll tie all this into the conversation that I had with Jen in a second. But when you think about net worth, net worth is simply everything you own and then everything that you owe and you subtract everything that you owe from everything that you own. And that gives you 
net worth. So for example, let's say you have, let's say you own a house and the value of that house is $300,000. And let's say you have um, a retirement account and the value of that retirement account is $100,000. And then let's say you have a savings account and a checking account and the total of all of your accounts are another $100,000. So if you add it all up, all of your assets, 300,000 plus 100,000 plus 100,000, that's $500,000 in assets, right? Your home for 300,000, your retirement account for 100,000 and your checking and savings account another 100,000. So on paper, you own $500,000 worth of things, right? That's your assets. But then let's say that you have a mortgage on your house. So these are your liabilities. Let's say you owe $200,000 on your house. Let's say you have $100,000 in student loans. And let's say that you have $50,000 in credit card debt. So when you add all of that up, $200,000 plus $100,000 plus $50,000, you have $350,000 worth of liabilities. So what we do is we take that $350,000 in liabilities, we subtract it from the $500,000 in assets that you have and you get your net worth. So in this example, your net worth would be 150,000, which is really amazing. That's incredible. Most of us are walking around with a negative net worth because we don't have that much equity in our homes. Maybe we're renting, maybe we're upside down in our car. Maybe you bought a new car and it's worth 20,000, but you owe 25,000. That's negative net worth. Maybe you have a ton of debt and you don't really have a lot of savings. So that's a negative net worth place. So in using the example before with the business, is, is it possible that someone generated six figures in their business this year? And that sounds amazing. And you're like, wow, what would it look like if I made six figures this year or even seven figures? Like, okay, cool that you made a million dollars in your business. But if your operating expenses between debt and overhead is 1.2 million, you're actually $200,000 in the red, right? So I want to share this because I myself have gotten caught up in the, oh my God, what would it look like to be a six-figure earner or a seven-figure earner or to have a $30,000 launch? All of that is great. But what really matters at the base of it all, at the foundation of it all is generating true net worth because that's the place that you can create real impact from. And as I'm feeling into this future version of me, like she knows this stuff, right? She's got a solid net worth. And it's not to say that debt is a bad thing. Debt can be a great thing when it's used to leverage a bigger plan, when it's used in a way that fits into the overall net worth picture. And so I'm looking at my life and I'm looking at the money that I'm making and it feels amazing. But when I really look at my net worth picture, my net worth picture tells me a different story than what my bank account tells me. And it's important for me to look at those stories so that I can continue to co-create this big vision that I have. So for me, it's making decisions now based on where do I want to grow, right? Like what do I need to be doing now and what decisions do I need to be making to feel into this net worth goal that I have? Not just about generating income, it's about generating true worth um, from a financial perspective because that's the place that you actually have more leverage. That's the place where you create true stability in your financial landscape where you can make decisions and start generating multiple revenue streams, right? So for all my network marketers out there, if you trade a full-time job for a full-time network marketing business, you're still putting yourself at risk, right? You do need to diversify your income streams, whether that's 
you know, um, investing in other companies, whether that's starting another business, whether that's getting into real estate or saving, you know, and having retirement and investment accounts that generate income for you. There's so many ways that you can do it. So one of the things that had come up for me recently was I was thinking about getting an RV. Like a lot of my friends are going completely nomadic. Um, they're selling their homes or they're buying a second home. Essentially they're buying an RV and they're traveling around the country. And this idea felt really good to me. I'm like, this sounds fun. It sounds adventurous. I'm not really sure where I want to move or where I want to live. And I like the idea of having a home with me and, and just being really free. And I think the times that we're living in right now allow us to reimagine what life could look like, right? And I was thinking about this idea of growing net worth. And I was thinking about this idea of buying an RV. Now I'm not in a financial position where I'd be able to buy an RV outright, but I could definitely finance it. So now I'm taking a loan out, I'm paying interest on this RV and I have a monthly payment, which when you consider the cost of um, different campsites, you have to pay to go to the campsites, you consider the cost of maintenance and fixing them up, the actual um, monthly payment plus the interest and um, the gas and all that, it pretty much equals out to a rent payment or a mortgage payment, just depending on where you live in the country. So I was feeling into that and I'm saying, okay, on the one hand, this investment feels like an aligned decision from my value system of travel and freedom. Like that's really important to me. I there's so many different areas of the country that I want to see. I like to travel and have experiences like experiences is really important to me. So living in an RV definitely matches my value system. So I can check that box. But then I started to think about my goals and my value system towards generating net worth. And I'm looking at my financial picture and I have debt that I'm trying to pay off and I want to, you know, create more systems and, and invest in my business so that I can scale it and I can grow it and make more money. And if I were to buy an RV, I would actually be going further into debt. And how does that impact my overall picture when it comes to this goal of building net worth? And actually it doesn't, it actually puts me further in a net negative than a net positive. So ultimately I had to decide which one of those two value systems right now feels more important to me and growing net worth feels more important. So I made the decision to not go for the RV and, you know, I could use that money towards savings. I could use that money towards an apartment that I rent um, because that doesn't impact my net worth uh, in a negative way because I'm not going into debt. I'm paying for what I'm using and then I can, you know, return it later on. So how does this tie into my conversation with Jen? So Jen and I started talking about how money obviously is, you know, has vibration and getting into the energetics of abundance and, you know, the ability to really create impact the more money that you have. And we started talking about the frequency of buying and spending. And something that Jen shared that was so powerful was noticing where you're leaking money. And like literally going through your bank statement and energetically checking in behind every single purchase and seeing if you can notice a trend, right? So if I, you know, look at, um, okay, I just traveled back from the East coast. I paid $99 to upgrade my seat so that I could have even more space because I was traveling with my dog and I really wanted space to be able to have her and work at the same time. And in a regular seat, you can't do that. So I paid $99 for that. So, okay. As I'm looking through my bank statement and I feel into the energy behind that, what is the energy? Does it feel expansive? Does it feel co-creative? 
does it feel like, is there any guilt behind it? Is there any resentment behind it? Like what's the energy behind the purchase I'm making and what was the deciding factor behind it? And how does that picture, like, how does that fit into the bigger picture of growing net worth? Like, was that in alignment? And I loved this because I was like, wow, this is taking your relationship with money on a deeper level. Like I believe in having money dates and really checking in, but like going item by item and really getting clear on like, you know, what was the energy behind this dinner the other night? Like, did I buy my friend dinner because it was my value system or did I feel like I owed them for something or did I want to impress them? Like really getting honest with every single thing that you're spending money on. And this actually got me really excited because I'm always, you know, constantly learning and growing and evolving my relationship with money. And, you know, your relationship with money is a powerful mirror for your relationship anywhere else. I am in a place where I'm, I'm becoming more open to the idea of dating and becoming more open to the idea of calling in a partner. And I would imagine that, uh, like exploring conversations and noticing how I'm feeling is going to be an integral part of building that relationship. So I get to practice that with my money. So, we started talking about, you know, Jen asked this question of like, okay, as I'm going through my purchases, I can ask myself, like, how does this purchase align with my higher vision? And she was sharing that what she was starting to find was that she was just mindlessly spending like on silly little things that put her in a position of not being able to say yes to things that she really wanted. And I had a massive breakthrough around resistance. So I've shared in prior podcasts that resistance to your dreams can show up in several different ways. And one of the ways that it shows up for me is around time and energy, where if I have a big goal, like a deadline, like I just created the Ignite Academy and I had a lot of resistance around writing the content and doing the sales copy and creating the videos. And what, what happens is I start saying yes to all the little things. And they feel good in the moment. Like I want to say yes to these things, but what ends up happening is because I'm saying yes to so many things, my calendar gets really full and my energy gets really, really low. And when it comes down to having to execute on the things that need to get done to make my big vision come to life, I don't have time and I don't have energy for it. And so this is a way of self-sabotaging. This is a way of sitting in resistance and it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun and I'm aware of it. And I started to see how this can actually show up in your financial world as well. So if you have a vision or dream to be debt-free or to create real wealth, like to build net worth and to invest in other properties and to have money available to do the things that you want to do. Like I definitely want to buy property. I want to be invested in real estate. And in order to do that, I need liquidity, right? So if I know that that's one of my big goals, then I start to notice like, how am I self-sabotaging that? Like, where am I saying yes to all the little things financially? $15 here, $20 there, $500 here, $1,000 there. Like it adds up, right? How am I saying yes to little things financially that actually are keeping me stuck and keeping me in resistance when it comes to the having the money to say yes to the big things down the road? And I was like, freaking mind blown. I'm like, Oh my God, this is how we self-sabotage the big goals and dreams, right? This is it. This is the same thing as like saying yes to everything from a time perspective. Where are you saying yes to everything from a financial perspective? And how is that actually keeping you from saying yes to the big thing that you want? Because maybe you feel like it's too big. Maybe you feel like you're not worthy of it. Maybe you feel like, 
you know, it's just impossible and you cannot break the cycle. So this to me was like mind blowing because I do it. I totally can see, you know, if I want to buy real estate, then I want to have cash available for, you know, a down payment. I don't want to be house poor. I want money available to renovate and to furnish and to, to market it, you know, whether it's through Airbnb or I want to rent it out as a landlord. This is something I've wanted to do for a long, long time. So what do I need to do today? What foundation do I need to put in place and in order for that dream to come true? And where am I experiencing resistance? And this is so real. And I think it's real for a lot of people. So it's a form of self-sabotage for real. So how, how um, is spending showing up right now as resistance towards saving for the bigger thing that you really want to do? So this was a massive breakthrough that I had when I think about, you know, really growing net worth, when I think about the power of liquidity and having money available to invest, just me getting even more clear on what my value system is. And just having this awareness is going to allow me to see more clearly where I'm leaking money and how I can be a little bit more savvy and a little bit more conscious with the way that I co-create with money to make those big dreams and goals come true. So I wanted to share that with you guys today. I hope that it helps and I'm celebrating you and I'm encouraging you to think about net worth, how you want to generate it, how you want to build it and what that future version of you would do. So let me know if this is helpful. Slide in my DMs. I'm at the Melissa Martin on Instagram. Let me know if this was helpful and what else you would love to hear. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye guys. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.